This last week of the NFL season was crazy. There's so many different storylines, and the playoffs aligned perfectly, and they are finally locked in. Today, we'll be looking at NFL Week 18 in review, as well as going over my proclaimed best player at each position. This is the ball pit. Let's dive in. Man, Week 18 did not disappoint. I was so excited. I was watching so many different games, and the playoffs are just incredible. There were so many things. I I thought the Steelers were going to sneak in there. I was really hoping for them. So let's touch on that first. The Dolphins just beat the Jets with their third-string quarterback. It was 6-11 to was the final score, almost like a baseball score. I was thinking it was honestly one of the most boring games I have ever seen in the entirety of the NFL. There were so many punts. There was a missed field goal. The laterals at the end ended with a safety. It was just field goals the entire game. It reminded me of that Thursday night football game between the Broncos and the Colts. It was just total misery. Everybody there was absolutely bored out of their minds. But luckily, all the Dolphin fans got to see their Dolphins making into the playoffs. They will be playing the, the Bills at Buffalo. That's going to be so exciting. It's a divisional match. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Honestly, if Tua stays healthy for that game, could possibly be one of the most exciting NFL playoff games so far. It's going to be an absolutely insane game. I cannot wait for it. And with that, the Steelers, oh, the Steelers, you know, I'm based in Pennsylvania, so I always root for my Pennsylvania teams, whether it's the Steelers or the Eagles. I really thought they were going to do it. They beat the Browns solidly. Patriots lost to the Bills. Bills get the two seed. And then the Dolphins and the Jets. I thought, I thought, I thought with how poorly that game was going that the Steelers were just going to squeak in, make the playoffs, get Tomlin another playoff berth, but they just missed it. I mean, at least Tomlin gets his streak continued of winning seasons. I think he's at 17 now. That's great for him. I'm so happy for him. It was an incredible game. Great coach, too. Kenny Pickett looked great. And so did George Pickens. George Pickens was amazing that game. And speaking of the AFC North, Baltimore-Cincinnati, a preview of their playoff game. It was incredible. Now, the score seems a little lopsided. Cincinnati won pretty handily against them. But Baltimore really fought, especially with their leading rusher out, their best quarterback, Lamar Jackson, Honestly, top 10, maybe even top five, in my opinion, if he stays healthy. He was out. They've got people like Rashad Bateman out for the season. Now, he got injured pretty early in the season, but he was out. So I think if Baltimore goes into this playoff as a healthy team, they definitely give Cincinnati a run for their money. That's, in my opinion, that is the key to them winning, is making sure that they are completely healthy. They are ready to go and putting the pressure back on Cincinnati. But that Joe Burrow-Jamar Smith connection, oh my goodness. I mean, I have Jamar Chase as probably the number two wide receiver in this league. Now, he doesn't have the yards. He doesn't necessarily have the touchdowns. But that the connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, now they're both from LSU, they threw to each other in college, but there is just something special there that I don't think Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson Tua and Tyree Kill or Jalen Waddle, I don't think they will ever have it better than Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Even T. Higgins, for that matter, they are absolutely incredible. I love the Bengals team. They are 
Now, this is a little bit of a spoiler for Friday's episode, but they are my Super Bowl favorites at this point. I think they will win the Super Bowl. That Bengals team is something special. I love the Bengals. They they are incredible. I really hope they do good in the playoffs. And then we're going to talk about my team, the Seahawks. That was such a messy game. I, I can't even believe the Seahawks won. I don't know if they deserve to. The, the refs, the refs in week 18 in general were just an absolute mess. They were a mess. The Seahawks slide by the the Rams in overtime, 19 to 16. Jason Myers doinked the field goal at the end of regulation. I cannot tell you how upset I was about that. But you know, what happens, happens. Quandre Diggs got that clutch interception, taunted Bobby Wagner a little bit. I don't know if that should have been flagged or not. But I mean, they got it. They set up the field goal. They're going to the playoffs. And that that brings me to the Lions-Packers game. Oh man, that one was exciting. I mean, it was a little shaky, especially in the first half, only field goals. It was a pretty boring game, to be honest. But then Sparks really started flying in the second half. Aaron Rodgers had some really good big-time throws. DJ Chark was phenomenal for the Lions, and so was Jamal Williams, breaking Barry Sanders' touchdown record. He now has 17 on the season. Honestly, even though as much as I am a Seahawks fan, I would have loved to see that Lions team in the playoffs. I think they deserved it. I mean, they played incredible the whole season. That one and six start really shot themselves in the foot. They should have started better than that. I mean, in hindsight, you can't really do anything about it. But if they started better, they honestly could have been one of the best teams in the league, in my opinion. That offense is just overpowered at some points. It is incredible. The defense needs a lot of work, and they have a top pick from the Rams trade. So hopefully they can work that out i i can see them make taking maybe a safety or a linebacker someone like that lions team is insanely good i i wish they were in the playoffs that would have been such a good storyline to see them in the playoffs again and we got to talk about aaron Rodgers and the packers i mean what's going on there he jamal williams asked for his jersey at the end of the game and he said i gotta hang on to this one it's just, is he out? A lot of people are speculating he's going to retire. He might ask to be traded. I personally think he's going to retire. I think he's going to hang it up after this. He's gotten too frustrated with everything. His family life is all messy. I mean, I could probably make a podcast episode on him alone. It is just a mess. But I think the coaching staff and his his relation with them has been deteriorating all these years. There is Rumors about him getting traded last year. He decided to stay, had a down year, had, I mean, he still had a good year, but in Aaron Rodgers' terms, he had a down year. So I really, I think he's going to retire. I think he wants to hang on to that jersey so he can hang it up in his man cave, say, this was my last game. But what a sour way to go out, if that is it. Missing the playoffs, last throw is an interception. I mean, I, I can't imagine him thinking that that's a good way to go out. But I don't know if he has it in him to play another season. I don't know if he can do that. I just, I don't know. I really wish, I like Aaron Rodgers. He's a great quarterback. I hope he does come back for another season. Maybe get them to the playoffs and polish off is a storied career. Most definitely first ballot Hall of Fame for Aaron Rodgers there. So now we've covered pretty much all the big storylines of Week 18. 
So we will be going into my proclaimed best positional players. We're going to do quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, cornerback, safety, and linebacker. We've got seven positions here. So we're going to go with pretty much the skill positions on both sides of the ball, starting with the quarterback. I think this is pretty unanimous. It's Patrick Mahomes. Undoubtedly, or at least undoubtedly, in my opinion, league MVP, 5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. I mean, this guy plays on another level every single game. He is just incredible. He makes incredible throws. He knows how to move in the pocket. He knows how to read defenses. He is just the model quarterback every coach wants to have. Now, I will say, I will give my hat off to Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. They were my number two and number three. Jalen Hurts is just incredible. Incredible dual threat quarterback. I think in the playoffs and next year, I think he's going to start to utilize his rushing more because if we're looking at like Justin Fields, who has over a thousand yards rushing, they're both very similar quarterbacks. They both play in very similar ways. I think that Jalen Hurts will realize that he needs to work on his rushing game a little bit more and start incorporating that into the offense more. And that will just make the Eagles that much better. Stay tuned for next year's Eagles team. They are definitely going to be the best team in the NFL. I'm saying that right now. With a top 10 pick from a trade, they are going to be an absolutely absurdly talented team. I cannot wait to see how they how they do. And they are my pick for the Super Bowl for the NFC. I, I just don't think anybody can beat them at this point, especially with a healthy Jalen Hurts. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, a 1,000-yard rusher in Miles Sanders, and that defense, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the insane defensive line, Darius Slay, big play Slay. That team is just, honestly, the most well-rounded team in the NFL. I don't think anybody's going to be able to beat them. So now we're going to go on to running back, and I'm probably going to upset a lot of people with this. It's Nick Chubb, in my opinion. He has 290 attempts for 1,448 yards and 12 touchdowns. He's third in attempts. He's third in yards. I believe he's fifth in touchdowns. There is just no one close to how he runs. He is truly a power back. He plows through people, but he has the juke moves. He has the speed to be a successful running back. And with a little bit of a shaky offensive line in Cleveland, He has proved to be one of the best running backs. Now, I know there will be an argument for Josh Jacobs. He was absolutely insane this year. Absolute breakout year for that young man. He's going to be incredible. He's going to be a top three running back for next five, seven years, undoubtedly. But I think just the power and the finesse that Nick Chubb has every single game puts him atop of... Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry. There is just nobody else like him. And of course, Derrick Henry has, I do believe he has the most attempts, but is second in yards. So he has average to almost below average yards per attempt, while Nick Chubb has average to above average, and so does Josh Jacobs. But I think the power of Nick Chubb and the total touchdowns, 12 touchdowns rushing, that puts him over the edge for Josh Jacobs best running back is Nick Chubb. And then again, we have pretty much unanimous for best wide receiver. It is most definitely 
Justin Jefferson. 124 receptions. That's first in the NFL. Seven, 1,771 yards. Again, first in the NFL. Eight touchdowns. Little low on the touchdown side, but I mean, you don't need touchdowns to be good. Let's be real. He is absolutely incredible. His speed, his release, his juke moves, and just his catching. His catching is insane. We all watched that Buffalo-Minnesota game. We all saw that incredible one-handed jumping catch that he had. He is just on another level, on another planet, honestly. I don't think anybody's going to be able to touch him for a couple of years. Now, I will say, I said this earlier in the podcast, Jamar Chase, as much as I like him, I don't think he will rival Justin Jefferson. He's definitely a top three wide receiver. At this point in the NFL, there is nobody close to the skill set of Justin Jefferson. He is just absurd. You can't even describe him with a word. He is so talented. He has the length. He has the speed. He is incredible. I can't wait to see him tear it up in the playoffs. And then we're going to go to the best tight end. Again, it's unanimous. It's Travis Kelsey. I don't think anybody's going to argue with me. He's basically just a big wide receiver the way he's used. He's the Chiefs wide receiver one. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, they're all good, but they don't even compare to Kelsey. 110 receptions, which is second in the NFL. A tight end has the second most receptions in the NFL. 1,338 yards and 12 touchdowns. Only 400 yards less than Justin Jefferson and four more touchdowns than Justin Jefferson. This man is absolutely crazy. He is a monster. He can bowl over people. He is strong. He is very fast for a tight end. He is just, he is incredible in every way, shape, or form. He is undoubtedly the best tight end in the NFL. Now we're going to move to the defensive side of the ball. Oh, man. We're going to start off with cornerback. I've actually got a tie for the best cornerback. We got Pat Sertan from the Broncos. This guy is a ball hawk. He is wherever it is. His coverage is just absolutely insane. Only 10 passes defended. So, I mean, pretty average. I think he's around 10th in the league in that. A forced fumble and two interceptions. Again, not completely stellar statistics but he tackles really well. He always knows how to cover completely. No matter what defensive package they're out in, if he's on the field, he will cover perfectly. And, you know, part of the reason why he doesn't have as many stats as, you know, Sauce Gardner, who has 20 passes defended, who is a tie, by the way. Nobody throws to him. I mean, they know he's so good that nobody really throws to him. But Pat Sertan is definitely one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He's my tie for first place. And of course, the other one that I mentioned before, Sauce Gardner, 20 passes defended, easily takes number one in the NFL for total passes defended. I don't understand why so many quarterbacks were testing him. I mean, everybody knows don't test the sauce. He is incredible. My defensive rookie of the year, undoubtedly, Tariq Woolen. He's up there. He's got the interceptions, but he doesn't have the finesse. He doesn't have the defensive ball skills that Sauce Gardner has. 69 tackles, too. 69 total tackles for Sauce Gardner and two interceptions to his name. He is just incredible. There is no way to go around it. The man 
knows how to play cornerback. He's defensive rookie of the year. I can see maybe next year, maybe in two, three years, defensive player of the year. Once he starts racking up the picks, starts getting even more passes defended, even more tackles. I'd love to see the Jets put him more on on cornerback blitzes because of how fast he is and how long he is. Same with Tariq Woolen because of how fast and tall he is. They would both be absolutely incredible on cornerback blitzes. And then we're going to move on to our best safety after talking about Mr. Sauce Gardner, and that is C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Again, I might get a little bit of hate for this. There's some other really good safeties. You know, before I go into the breakdown of C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the one name that I have not heard like at all this season is Harrison Smith. He has an absurd amount of interceptions. I'm pretty sure he's at five or six. He has a good amount of tackles. He has a forced fumble, I believe. He is a all-round good safety. And nobody talks about him. This is about C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Six interceptions, 60 tackles, eight total passes defended. He is the best safety. And he only played 11 games. He got hurt. So who knows? He might have had like 10 interceptions, 12 passes defended, 75 tackles if he played the entire season like Tariq Woolen did. Tariq Woolen played all played 16 games and has the same amount of interceptions as C.J. Gardner-Johnson. My bold prediction for the playoffs, C.J. goes off. At least three interceptions in the playoff games. He has a bunch of tackles, maybe even a forced fumble, and a tackle for loss. The man is absolutely the best safety in the league. Now, again, I'm going to get a little controversial here. The best linebacker. Matthew Judon of the Patriots. I know there's a lot of Micah Parsons fanboys out there. I love the man. He went to Penn State. I'm a Penn State fan. I love Micah Parsons. He is incredible. Defensive player of the year candidate for at least the next five years. He's amazing. But Matthew Judon has more sacks, has more forced fumbles, and three passes defended on the year. His total, 15.5 sacks and two forced fumbles on the season. I hope and pray that he gets on the ballot for Defensive Player of the Year, and he should finish top three, in my opinion. He might even win. I don't know. But Matt Judon, he had a monster year, especially in the sack department. I am so proud of him. I'm so glad he's doing well. And he's 30 years old. He is an older linebacker, and he's putting up numbers that rival Micah Parsons, a second-year linebacker. It's incredible. So that is the end of the ball pit. I hope you guys had a great time listening to me talk. This is my first episode, so I was a little shaky. But thank you guys for sticking with me. I really enjoyed it. And I wish you all a great rest of your day, great rest of your week. And I will see you on Friday.